welcome to another Dadcast. On the show today, we have fake art, Father's Day, and fainting in Waterloo. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Once again for the dad cast, Mr. Perkins. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, it's great. We were just chatting and I said, well, let's just start the podcast because, you know, we're in a good mood. Uh, it's always good to chat to you about anything. Funny thing is, even though we speak about anything, it kind of always comes back to parenting, doesn't it? Just because that's what our frame of reference is at the moment. And actually one of the things, obviously, being Father's Day. Did you have a good one, by the way? I had a lovely one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? It was it was really nice, actually, because um, Rachel and her mum had organised to do a car boot sale. Well, actually, they'd done one the week before, and it had gone really badly. Yeah. So they still had, like, cars full of stuff. So they found another yeah. one that happened to be on Father's Day. So Rachel was a bit like, oh, you know, sorry. And it's like, yeah, completely fine. Like, I didn't even realise Father's Day was coming up. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, oh, yeah. this thing. And so they went out, Rachel's mum and her went out. And so I had the girls for myself in the morning and uh, it was just, yeah, it was really sweet. We just played and stuff. I, I always find, I think I've said this before many times on the Dadcast, but when I know I am looking after both of the girls, then I'm happy. You know, it's fine. It's completely fine. It's, yeah. it's those times when we're both at home and you've got that kind of dilemma of, well, I mean, I should be playing with the girls <laughs> and I yeah. should be doing some work because with being self-employed, there's stuff you've got to kind of do that's not like on the clock. You've got to yeah. do that. So I've always got that kind of issue. But then when when Rachel's away or when she's working, it's like, hey, this is cool. I'm just uh, I'm looking after the girls and that's cool. I like that. You know, it's fine. How was yours? Yeah, it was really good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually probably the best one I've had. Yeah, we went out to the girls had a made, made me cards and they they were going to do breakfast in bed, but I got up quite early. They said go and have a have a, a bath and then after that we'll we'll do your breakfast and they've done a menu: boiled egg and soldiers, yeah, eggs in purgatory, which is a really good Nigella um, recipe. What? With, um, e- yeah, yeah, egg basically. You get okay, saucepan, put some garlic in, put some mixed herbs, put some tomatoes in, um, tin tomatoes, put some basil in, then crack some eggs into it and let them cook you know, sort of five minutes, and it's absolutely amazing. And then you put some chilli flakes on. Oh, that sounds absolutely good. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, really good. Eggs in purgatory. Good sort of nigella. I think she said it as a, a sort of a hangover food. <laughs> so I had boiled eggs and soldiers, uh, eggs in purgatory, or gruel. <laughs> That's just were not, great. Were you not tempted to go for gruel? I just... did. I did say, can I? I said, I just laughed. I said, oh, can I go for the gruel? And they went, um, I don't think we've got any. I went, all right, I'll go for eggs in so gruels off. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that part of Father's Day because at the moment, Father's Day is still kind of, you know, here's something that mummy has bought on your behalf for yeah, daddy, you yeah. know, which is great. But also, it's nice when the kids sort of have their own thing they want to do because it's a real kind of genuine, yeah, I, you know. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. There is a tipping point, you know. Uh, and then we went out for to a garden centre and bought lots of flowers and a mirror. And, it, and I, it's funny, that thing, I'm sure we've said this before, but, what, you know, what point did going to a garden centre become something really exciting? <laughs> no, I love it now. It's like, garden centre, let's get some bedding plants. There's a mirror that we've been wanting to buy for the last two years and Sophie's like, let's just buy it. It's like, yeah, let's buy the mirror. Yeah. Bought a beer garden sign, bought something else. You know, it's just like, it's just fantastic. And then went to my parents and had a barbecue. It's like, perfect day. That's perfect funny, day. You know, It's funny. I mean, do you think that you intrinsically change when you become a dad? You become a different person? Or 
is that always there? Because it, when dads talk, it's often that kind of thing of like, oh, a good garden centre. It's like we never spoke about that when we were younger. You're right. I don't. I don't know if it was. I don't think it's intrinsic with being a dad. I think it's more of a sort of an age thing. But I love buying plants. You know, I'm a, a very keen gardener who knows nothing about gardening but i love i love i love flowers i love going out there i love you know i love it i love we've got a very very small garden but it's full and i just think it's it's fantastic but i think it's just yeah again it's another stage of your life isn't it yeah Um, yeah but i'm looking at the girls thinking the girls actually quite enjoy going to a garden center because although they shouldn't run around they do a bit and they just they have a they have a good time and they have a good laugh and there's a pet shop there so they like to go and see the fish and they love it but yet again, give it a few years time, and they'll be like, "Oh no, not a garden, not a garden. Can we not go to Hamleys or something now?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, the thing is, and the reason why I mention Father's Day is because actually, I do sort of then think about people who aren't fathers and who are not mothers, and maybe people who have never been or never will or or can't. And uh, there's just that element of going, ah, oh, you know. And I know I've got some friends that haven't got children, and I sort of think about those guys as well. And there's no outcome to this. There's no this. I, no, I know, I know moment, what you mean. Isn't it? I know what you mean because so when we were trying, we thought that we would just have kids straight away. You know, we got married, and then we thought, yeah. right, we're gonna have we're gonna have kids. In fact, we didn't on honeymoon. We didn't try for the first week because we thought we don't want to sort of Rachel to have morning sickness on the second part of the honeymoon. So we want to enjoy the whole honeymoon. <laughs> so because that's how that's how just confident we were. Like, oh, it's gonna happen. We're gonna get pregnant straight away. And then it didn't happen and it didn't happen and it got, it became a thing, you know, it became this, this sort of thing hanging over like, God, what if we can't ever have and whatever. And then it was about four, maybe four and a half years from when we started wanting to have kids before we did eventually have Matilda. And we'd gone through treatment. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the dad cast before, but we had started doing IUI, which is the, not the IVF, but it's the the bit where they try to sort right. of make it, you know, happen inside uh, the womb rather than doing it all yeah. kind of separately. And that hadn't happened. A couple of those, I kind of forget now. It's been so long. And basically the next step was going to be our last shot um, funded. And then, you know, we didn't have much money. So it, it mm. wasn't like, hey, we'll just go on and, and pay the thousands and thousands to get it done ourselves. It was a bit like, we'll do this last one and then we'll have to reassess like what's going to happen. And Rachel was about to finish work and it was coming up to Christmas and we decided, do you know what? Let's not do it straight away. Let's, you know, let's just ease off for a couple of months and in the Mm. new year, then we'll go for this final thing that we can do. And, And that's when we got pregnant, when we left it for a few months. And that's when it happened, which is, you know, incredible. But it does make you think. You know, there was a moment on that Father's Day morning when when the girls had both bundled on top of me, where you kind of just go, <laughs> "Oh my God, yeah, this is this is something yeah. that we didn't think would have happened," and and how no. how grateful. But then also, I, I remember a really dear friend of mine who had been trying for a long time for a kid, and it wasn't working. It wasn't working, and they were getting very frustrated, and they'd sort of tried to do the thing you know all that kind of IUI and all that kind of stuff and all the medicines you have to take and try to make it work and then eventually they did have a little boy gorgeous little thing and it's been really tough since and she has has been strong of like not wanting to complain because this is all she's wanted for you know for those past few years when it becomes that kind of issue in your mind and she doesn't want to complain and someone said to her that you can complain like even though that is the thing that you really wanted and you still want and it still makes you very happy on a day-to-day basis 
being a parent when it's not going well is really hard and it's really mm. tough and you get exhausted mm. and you lose your temper and you then have the the guilt of losing your temper and you've got all these things and it's fine to complain because why not just because it's the thing that you want it doesn't mean you can't complain about it if it's not the rosy thing that you imagine like you can still really really want something and love something and find it incredibly frustrating at the same time like that's just human yeah. nature so it, yeah. it, it when when that was said you know to her and then on to me it's like yeah that's a really good advice bit of advice just because it's something that you've been desperate for doesn't mean you can't be annoyed or or have bad days because that's that's life you know yeah it's interesting it's interesting it sort of opens it up really isn't it something as simple as father's day and then you think of all the other things and, and, and indeed people who you know who who never meet that person and never have children or you know never even get the opportunity to even try for children yes um, yeah 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 you know i just wonder how sometimes when you get something like father's day and indeed mother's day you know people are feeling but I guess, like anything, you 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 get on and you deal with it. I've noticed more and more, and I think again, it's an age thing of when Father's Day and Mother's Day comes around on like on your social bubble on the Facebook and stuff. You see, I see, I see more and more people who see Father's Day and Mother's Day as a sad time because they're they've lost their parents now, or yeah, yeah, or, or something like that, or or they you know have have suffered some sort of you know miscarriage or, or whatever mm. um and it's um yeah but i suppose that's just an age thing as well isn't it it's like with christmas you know when christmas comes around there seems to be more and more people in in our circle that don't like christmas and no uh, i know you know no i agree yeah i mean i've always loved christmas but there are people who for whatever reason cool. yeah don't it's interesting in fact talking about christmas yes i have already threatened the girls with father christmas listening to them if they're being naughty yes. and not delivering at Christmas. Yes. <laughs> We're in June and I've already done it. I've already done it. And I thought, oh, what have I done? Oh, what have I done? Right, well, if you're going to act like that, think about Father Christmas. Think about what's going to happen at Christmas. I was thinking, what? It's months. They've both got their birthdays before. They've got the entire summer. But I've done it. <laughs> Good luck. I can't believe it. It's like when Christmas music comes on earlier and earlier every year. It's like the threat of Father Christmas comes out earlier and earlier. I mean, hey, you've got Elf on a shelf. Like, you know, get the big guns out. Yes. Yeah, I, exactly. Well, that's the point, yeah. You know what we should do with sort of Elf on the Shelf is Elf on the Shelf should start to make an appearance, say, at the beginning of September. Yes. Just for, like, one day. Yeah. And then you go, did you see Elf? Yeah, well, it, he'll be back or she'll be back next month. But they're just checking and see if you can start to long out that period of, you know, he, he or she's watching. <laughs> the, the goal The goal is definitely closing the loop of trying to make that an annual, like a whole year thing all the yeah, way through. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Perky and Man Dadcast. Baby got, um, basically, there are certain things that the kids have to achieve. Things like kindness and tolerance and um, a lot of schools do them. These are our values. That's what I'm looking for, values. Phoebe came back with tolerance and she got tolerance. It was great. But when she presented us with this tolerance certificate and the pencil she gets, Edith Cavell Primary School pencil, she was immediately not very tolerant of her sister who wanted to ask her about it and see the certificate. It was like, <laughs> Phoebe, you've just got the, the award for tolerance and there's you going, Georgia, stop it. So we had this sort of debate saying, are you like this at school? 
And she said, well, sometimes I do shout at my friends and sometimes I get annoyed with them and I tell them what they should be doing. It's like, right. And that's when the threatening came in. I said, right, well, look, I will, I will go into Mr. Bennett and say that you're not very tolerant of your sister. No, 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 don't do that. Well, then you've got to be tolerant. Anyway, spoke to my mum as well last week. And ever since then, she's been really tolerant. And she keeps going, am I being good to Georgia? Am I being tolerant? Am I being a good girl? It's like, yeah, you are, you are. Because she said, Georgia really does annoy me, but I've just got to put up with it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so Brilliant. It's like, well, Phoebe, Phoebe, you know, we, we all that, that happens with all of us. I said, and you and Georgia certainly annoy me, but I'm going to, you know, I've got to be tolerant as much as I can. I'll always love you. I'll always love you. But I said, that's what you've got to do in life. Because, you, you know, obviously that age, they annoy each other, they shout. Or they, you know, they're constantly scrapping. But the last few days has been really good. That's really, really good. good. That's really yeah. good. I do so, find with, you know, with Matilda, she's at an age now where I do have to tell her off for things like that a lot, constantly. But I, I discovered the other day that the days that I actually quite enjoy in a weird kind of twisted way is when she's poorly. When we know that Tilly's poorly. Because then you kind of go... Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to discipline you when you're poorly because no, <laughs> do you know no. what I mean it's like you've got a reason yeah you've got a reason to moan yeah. like if you're going to moan about something and I'll give you a cuddle or if you uh don't ask for something nicely then I'm just going to get it for you anyway because she um so basically before well just after Easter actually it was Easter Monday we went into London to go and see a, a play on the South Bank really lovely in that kind of underbelly thing in the big purple cow, in the big purple cow. Actually, no, next oh, yeah, door yeah. to it, in the Spiegel tent, it was called, you know, the Spiegel tent. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, a, a venue that we know very well, but in a different... Very well from, from Edinburgh. From yeah. Edinburgh days, yeah. So we went in there to see the show and that was all great. It was very warm in there, very hot day, Easter Monday. And then when we came out, I uh, got Tilly and ice cream and we walked back yeah. into Waterloo Station. And the train was there. So we're sort of like hurrying over to sort of get this train. It's, you know, leaving in about five, ten minutes. So, you know, that was fine. And then... And then Tilly started really sort of walking very slowly and going a bit glassy-eyed. And then this ice cream that she had, she'd sort of like dropped her arm down to the side and the ice cream was dripping all over the floor. So I was like, oh, Tilly, you know, you've got to hold your ice cream up because you're going to drop it. She was looking at me, but she wasn't looking at me. She was looking through me and it was all a bit odd. And then she dropped her ice cream down again and it fell on the floor and it was all just a bit, a bit strange. And then I thought, oh, no, this is this isn't isn't right so I picked her up and as I picked her up sort of her eyes rolled back into her head and then she sort of leant back and she started making this kind of odd almost like a snoring noise and she'd fainted so I ran over I mean luckily we weren't on the train we were still kind of in the in the station ran over to one of the guards they sent me over to the information desk got over there gave us some water we got taken into this first aid room where there was a guy there that had this kind of ice pack to cool her down. And then they called an ambulance. Ambulance came, did a couple of checks and decided that she would have to go to St. Thomas's Hospital. So we went. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and by, bless. But by, but by now she's kind of aware again. You know, she'd, it, that moment only lasted about five minutes and then she was kind of getting better. Um, but they wanted to do some tests on her. They did blood tests, which never work for her. And it's just horrible because they have to try it again and again. And it's just... Oh, and I that's think the, awful, that's awful. Uh, but I think the worst thing for her was that they were, they'd opened up uh, Paw Patrol on the computer, but it wasn't like through Netflix or whatever. It was online. And so it was yeah. the, the original Canadian voices. So she was really confused by that. Was, <laughs> I must be ill because they're, they're speaking in odd voices. 
and then eventually, I mean, this was the day because, you know, we went on that trip to the state. This was the day before I was leaving as well. So suddenly it was like, I don't oh. know if I'm going to be going tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. And and so eventually at eight o'clock, they finally discharged her after doing a couple more tests. Oh, uh, no. And what, so we, t- and what time had it happened? Oh, it what happened. Time had she at, oh, God, about uh, maybe two so oh, it was no. a long old old no. afternoon yeah yeah God. yeah just waiting oh. you know when they do a little thing and then they go well we have to get the temperature down a bit so here's yeah. some cowboy we'll come yeah. back in two hours and you kind of sat there watching oh, no. trying to keep her entertained when she's not feeling very well and anyway so what they said was that she had a febrile convulsion which I'd heard about, but I don't know if your girls ever had it, but a lot of kids do. Uh, and that's usually manifest where they go tense when, they're, when they've got fever and they kind of like right. shake, they have like a fit. But apparently it, it kind of is also fainting as well. So it's kind of, it, it's mainly that fit thing, but, but in her case it yeah. was this, this fainting thing. And so anyway, something to keep an eye on and all that kind of stuff. And then the other night it happened again. She was in bed. She'd got a bit of a temperature. We'd given her some medicine and then went in there just to check on her before bed. And her eyes were sort of open a little bit. And then they rolled back into her head. And it was like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Anyway, long story short, we we, we phoned the NHS helpline just to sort of see what was going on. And and one thing that they said that I didn't realise, we took her outside because she was burning up. Took her outside into the garden and sort of walked around into the garden. And one thing they said, when your kid's got fever, is that you can't try to drop the temperature too quickly. So you can't take them out somewhere cold because their body is confused. And so they'll actually generate more heat if their temperature drops too quickly. Did oh, you know that? Oh, right. It's just something No, that, I didn't. It's just one of those little facts I, get, I thought, I've got to say that on the dad cast, because I think a lot of people would go, oh, my kid's burning up. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to take them somewhere cold or give them just loads of ice or yeah. whatever. As yeah, with definitely. everything we say on the dad cast, double check. <laughs> Anything yes. we say it should be with a pinch of salt because we know nothing. So don't quote no. us fully on this. But this is what no. they were. This is what we were told that if you try to drop the temperature too quickly, then they will actually get more of a fever because they will kind of like go, "Whoa, I'm getting too cold too quick." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh wow! But then, but then that goes back into that thing of like the next day, kind of going, "Do you know what? You can do whatever you like because if you are a right little pain in the backside I'm just going <laughs> to cuddle you even more <laughs> your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by Perky or man kids are so much more aware now aren't they of, of photos and stuff like whenever we take a photo of either of the girls the first thing they do is like let me see let me see they want, yeah they want to see it I know like I know. trying it's, to video like... them is a pain because you start videoing and they go let me see and you're like I've not finished filming yeah. yet and it's you know yeah. and, and it's the whole thing of like you know there are more photos taken per day than in the whole of like the 19th uh, century or something uh, stupid. I, I, I know and it is ridiculous you no know, I know we've said this before uh, about the amount of photos that we've got you know actually talking about well photos and pictures <laughs> a couple of months ago at Georgia's artwork from preschool took an upward trajectory it's like wow she's really coming on she's doing really well every sort of few weeks we'll gather some of the the pictures that both of them have done i've got i've got a file for each of them and i guess in a probably a few years time i'll have to go through and clear out other stuff again but rather than keep every single piece of artwork i might keep one or two over that month you know it might be a bit more how do you choose uh, 
I have to because otherwise the thing is just we just you know everything is going to get completely full up. Yeah. We're going to get absolutely rammed. Everything is going to get full. Um, we can't. So I'm going through and I'm going right. Let's do it now. Otherwise we'll have the same problem in years and years to come. We'll just have boxes full of of things. So just. Go through. Anyway, her, her artwork really started to get a lot better. And I'm like, wow, Georgie, really good. And then a couple of weeks ago, she said Edie did that. Edie <laughs> being one of her friends. And she calls her Edie, Edie McLeady, she calls her. Apparently they all call her Edie McLeady. Said, what do you mean Edie did that? Well, Edie's done that. Right. Well, but that looks like your style. But no, no, Edie, Edie does a lot for me. Like, whoa, 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 George. And I'd got a load on the side. I went, George, what about this one? Yeah, Edie. This one, Edie. This one, Edie. So, like, George, for the past few months, I've been, I've been marking on the back of them, Georgia, and I've been putting the age and I've been putting the date, putting them in her file, and it's Edie's artwork, not George's. That's like, funny. Oh, George. That funny. So, like, why do you get her to do them for you? She said, "Well, she just likes drawing." Like, unbelievable. So, I've got to now go through some old stuff. I don't think there's loads in that I put away that's hers, but go through and just make sure that they're not hers. In a way, almost doesn't matter, especially in a few years' time. You're just not going to know. But it's that point that she's just been passing them off as her own artwork. Just adopt Edie. The funny thing is, actually... Adopt her. Adopt Edie. I know. I know. She's a great little artist. But actually, George's art has come along a lot better in the last few weeks. Well, you think. So it could have been a knock-on effect. But, oh, I love that. Absolutely love That's it. Funny. You know. Tilly came home with loads of stuff the other day. She'd done loads of because I think one of the teachers had brought in some old greetings cards, and they'd sort of cut yeah, yeah. them all up and you know stuck them on. So Tilly had done this one for for me and Rachel, and it was just loads of cards. There's like a bit of a Christmas card on there and some birthday cards, just like on a bit of paper, just loads. And then there was one <laughs> afterwards because you go and you you collect them all from the table, and it said it just said for Emily, love Matilda because the teacher had written that on. And all Tilly had done has got, <laughs> it was a, a, a greetings card of two glasses of Prosecco. And Tilly had got that, <laughs> stuck it on for my baby sister. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. That is fantastic. And I think on that, on that note, Mr. Perkins, I think we should, uh, we should draw to close another dad cast. I and, like um, what you did there. Or should we yeah. get Edie to draw it to a close? Well, yeah, yeah, get e- exactly, yeah, yeah. It'd be a lot better if she does it. Um, yes. Enjoy right. uh, Enjoy the summer. <laughs> enjoy the summer. <laughs> and uh, and uh, speak to you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Perky. Bye. Subscribe to the Perky and Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk.